0: Gracias. Hello, everyone! It's time for Van Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pico Stanis. This is episode 283, season 12. Today's date is December 6, 2023, and welcome to the program. Yes, I have another show today. Well, <laughs> oh boy, I'm on a winning streak. On today's program, I'm going to talk about two controversial things that happened in the 1980s, and uh, one happened here in Chicago. Uh, the first one was the Max Headroom Broadcast single Intrusion that occurred uh, in 1987 uh, that interrupted local programming in Chicago. I'll get into more detail of that. Also, I'll talk about the Cabbage Patch uh, doll, Dolls craze uh, in the 1980s. And that, uh, that one is very interesting. And it was about 40 years ago. That uh, all these turn of events happen. Okay. Uh, right now, the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by brow ba- uh Beer. And here's a Christmas commercial from 1978. Oh, that's nice. it has that famous theme song. Oh, I love this theme song. I love this theme song. So sit back and relax and uh I'll be right back with the show folks. Thank you. Years to good friends tonight you guys, where what do you think war. you're going, So tonight let it be low and <laughs> it's been a good year. Your sure hands. Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Lauren Brow beer. Uh, That beer is not available in the United States. I I haven't seen it. Uh, I played this commercial before. Uh, It is available elsewhere. Um, And uh, this it's the name Lohenbrau is German for Lion's Brew. And it started, and it would, they started, uh, you know, processing this beer oh, over 600 years ago. Wow. A long time ago. In Munich, Germany. And then they brought it to the United States like that. And uh, I've had it a couple times uh, during when I was young. It's pretty good. You know, I'm not much of a beer drinker. Uh, I seldom do. Uh, the only thing, the only beer I drink now is Greek beer. I had one last week. I had Methos or Fix. What <laughs> uh, the memories of this beer was the television commercials, and uh, I used to watch the commercials when Saturday Night Live was on in the late '70s. Uh, you know, with uh, the original cast, you know, John Belushi, Gilda Radner, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, uh, Gene Curtin, Lorraine Newman, Gary Morris, all those guys. And uh, the guys singing in the commercial, I always thought it was Lou Rawls. No, it was not him. <laughs> it was not Lou Rawls. And uh, the jingle that Called "Here's to Good Friends" was originally performed by a baritone jazz singer named Arthur Prysock, and it's similar to his uh, his voice. Excuse me, his voice is similar to Lou Rawls. And then um, I thought it was him, but no, Lou Rawls never sang uh, for Low and Brown Beer. He uh, he sang for Budweiser, I think so. Yeah, he sang for Budweiser, not not this beer. No, 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 no. And that ad ran from 1977 to 1985, you know. And uh, But that, a lot of people remember the uh, commercials and the jingle, you know, and the beer, of course. <laughs> and uh, then uh, it just went away. Uh, right around the night. Probably the late 1990s, and then that was it. And then I think it gets sold to a Canadian brewery, and, you know, you don't – I don't see it in liquor stores. You know, I pass by grocery stores, that is. I don't know. It's gone. You know, yesterday I did a podcast episode, and I had a commercial about Michelob, and you don't see Michelob. You see Michelob Ultra? I don't know how that tastes. I don't know about the regular Michelob. I don't know. I used to like that beer. That's pretty good. Okay. At the beginning of the program, I mentioned uh, I'm going to talk about two controversial subjects. One is the Max Headroom Broadcast Signal Intrusion that happened on on two TV stations in Chicago in the late 1980s. Also, the Cabbage Patch uh, Doll Craze that happened in the 80s, probably the early 80s, like that, or mid-80s for that matter. Uh, before I get started, I want to mention one thing. I found out this morning that pre- t- legendary TV producer Norman Lear passed away, and he was 101 years old. Oh, and his mind—he still had his mind. Oh my God, amazing! What amazing man, you know? And his television shows that he created are classics and they will live on forever i love them you know uh for example all in the family Maud, good times uh the jeffersons one day at a time mary hartman mary hartman uh sanford and son did that uh and others you know and uh i will do a podcast episode about him uh, my memories of watching those shows during the seventies and eighties, and uh, and some TV shows that were not successful, and I did watch those, so uh, I got a long list. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be fun. So th- this is an interesting subject, and uh, you know, uh, my condolences to the family. You know, he lived a long life. Uh, God bless him. Okay. So let's get started. I'm going to talk about the Max Headroom broadcast signal intrusion that invaded uh, Chicago TV stations. Uh, first, I'll talk about Max Headroom. Uh, it was a TV show. Well, actually, not he, he became a TV show later, but actually he was a fictional character. He was the first computer-generated TV presenter. You know, it was like, you know, and... Uh, when I first saw him, he was the most bizarre thing I ever saw in my life. I go, I remember watching prime time television in the late '80s, and this guy pops up, and he did a Coke commercial, you know, Coca Cola, and, and I'm saying to myself, "Who is this guy? What's he doing? You know?" And I don't, I don't understand, but you know, his uh, his character took off, and you know, he was a big hit, and. Uh, he was created by a man named uh, George Stone and uh, and there were other people as well. The The man who portrayed him his uh, was an actor, Matt Frewer. Uh, he was a, a Canadian actor. Uh, I remember from Dr. Doctor, if you remember that show that came later. That was a good show. He's the one that did it, you know, and uh, people were rescuing like that, and uh, they made a movie. This premiered as a TV movie in uh, in England, you know, in the UK, and uh, you know he did that, and then he came to the United States, and then uh, so that that premiered on April fourth, nineteen eighty five. And I think, I don't know if the Coke commercial came before it act or after, I think the same time, I guess. So, and then, uh, ABC, um, premiered the show, you know, on channel seven and it was, uh, and it premiered, uh, what shows when did it premiere? it premiered on March 31st 1987 and it only ran about 2 months so it didn't do very well it aired uh so it aired two seasons and about 15 episodes and uh it was a, a very interesting concept which i thought it was you know i watched a couple of episodes uh, i didn't have time cuz i was uh, at school or working and uh so it was bizarre <laughs> like that. And, uh, it's on DVD. If you would like to, uh, uh, like to buy it, or I don't know if it's on streaming, if you'd like, you know, help yourself like that. But then we get down to the, the very interesting, uh, in- story about him involves in Chicago. On November 22nd, 19 uh, November excuse me, on November 22nd, 1987, um, I was watching on channel nine, uh, the news uh, happened because I think uh, you know it was Sunday night, you know, and I'm winding down. The TV was just on in my room. I was watching in my room. I had a I still had a black and white uh zenith. <laughs> Believe it or not, you know, I had that because, um, you know, because my family was watching other, some something else. And uh, anyway, uh, Dan Rowan, the uh, sportscaster for WGN TV Channel 9, he did the sports, he, and uh, he was doing his job. And then all of a sudden the, he he got cut off by something. I thought maybe like something happened, like, uh, something like, a uh, somebody got, somebody died or like, uh, some unfortunate incident happened. I, I, it was kind of scary in a moment. So then all of a sudden this, this, this guy comes on the TV, wearing a max headroom mask and he interrupted. The Program, you know, he intruded and he, and I didn't know what he was saying most of the time. And uh, and uh, it was kind of distor- st- distorted, and there was like lines in the background. And, and Max Hedrum was wearing a uh, this one, um, you know, what the funny thing about it, he's wearing sunglasses <laughs> and a mask you know, and he wore like a, like a, um, a suit. And he was saying, he was referencing to Coca-Cola, you know, that was a sponsor for the TV show. He, he, uh, saying the clutch car he's either saying the clutch cargo theme song or imagine clutch, clutch cargo, the cartoon that we used to watch on Garfield goose and friends, you know, Fraser Thomas on channel nine, you know, in the mornings. And also, uh, and uh, the WGN anchor, Chuck Swirsky, you know, he's a sports, he's a sports anchor, a very nice man, you know, and, and all the greatest world news, newspaper nerds, which he made WGN, which WGN stands for World's Greatest Newspaper. And uh, that lasted about 25 seconds, you know, during the sports uh, segment and then once he was through uh the signal returned and dan Rowan looked kind of i don't know to me flabbergasted (laughs) he's probably saying himself what the heck was that (laughs) what was going on you know and uh i can imagine what i you know if i have to meet i just became friends with a face on facebook and uh you know, people, I think people have asked him, what what was your uh, opinion on this? Well, what? And I don't know what he said, Probably because he probably freaked out like the rest of us. I freaked out too, like that. And uh, so I thought that was over and done with. Not so fast. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) So yeah, so everything went back to normal. And about two hours later, There was a second one, another signal hijacking, and that lasted a little longer. And that was on WTTW TV channels 11. It was a rerun of the science fiction series, Doctor Who. A lot of people are big Doctor Who fans. And that was the episode of the horror of of Fang Rock. Uh, This one was a little more graphic. (laughs) And uh, he was muttering something and all that. But this one, um, he dropped his pants and he exposed his butt. And he's, you know, he's mooning on the TV and he's being spanked by a fly swatter by some unknown person. (laughs) So that lasted about, uh, like I said, about, (coughs) excuse me. Yeah, that a little longer, about 90 seconds, like over a minute. And uh, those those people respond; those people that were responsible have never been identified or caught. We don't know who they were, or we don't know why they did it. I mean, what was the reason for doing this sort of thing to interrupt? And you know, this caught headlines the next day. In the newspapers in the media oh my god it was a field day for that now the one in channel 11 i did not see i did not see at all no i probably wasn't be- uh, i was asleep but i then the next day i found out that yeah it happened the second time i go what <laughs> it happened again with this oh <laughs> amazing <laughs> So it sounds like the 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 engineers at uh, WGN lost control of their broadcast tower, um, and also in uh, Channel Eleven WTDW. Now I don't know how this happened. Now I'm I'm asking myself, was this an inside job? Like it's like it was an employee that did the employees of the TV station, or was it somebody that used to work there and did this, or it's just you were picked out of random who knows and and then uh then later on a a criminal investigation was conducted by the fcc and they could not find the people responsible and you know they couldn't find them you know they can't find who did them i don't know if they're still alive or are they still in the area who knows i don't know but that was a very infamous time (laughs) excuse me anyway so uh that was crazy so this is what dan rowan said when he was uh doing the sports uh doing the sports he says well if you're wondering what's happened, so am i (laughs) he said the computer was running the news and took off and went wild that's what he said oh that was funny uh he was a great what a great man um so i don't know and but the funny thing is the the signal for channel 11 that's at sears tower you know not known as the willis tower so we don't know what happened we don't know so uh both videos are still on youtube you can watch them uh courtesy of rick klein from uh, fuzzy TV memories, you know, museum of Chicago, uh, television, you can watch those and you can relive, uh, what happened. I watched them yesterday, you know, for the first time in many years and, uh, trying to figure out what's, what's going on, but no, nothing It's just, uh, it was just like when I was watching channel nine, you know, the news and, uh, that happened. So just like the rest of the viewers in Chi- in the Chicago area. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm feeling it's funny, but it's also kind of angry at the same time. It's and also frustrating, frustrating that uh, these culprits were never caught for doing that for disrupting everyone's TV viewing. You know what I mean? So, uh, and that, I, I, I don't know about this, how the people at the station at the stations at the time felt when they were interrupted. So, oh boy, that's another uh, wonderful, no, not wonderful, crazy moment in, in Chicago television history. <laughs> oh boy, okay. That's enough of that. Now we're gonna go to the cabbage patch dolls. And they were called the cabbage patch kids. Now, I'll give you a brief history about these. Uh they were cloth dolls with plastic heads. They were first introduced by the Coleco uh company. Remember Coleco toys? Yeah, in 1982. And uh the man who sculpted, you know, uh, the, the man who, um, who's he's the one that, uh, sort of created the Cabotage styles. His name was Xavier Roberts and he was, uh, from Cleveland, Georgia. So he's the one that did that. And he introduced, uh, that toy lineup to Coleco and they took off and it, uh, it sold like hotcakes and then uh the brand and uh the brand name was uh renamed cabbage patch Kidge. yeah i think it was uh, they were called little people first you know like that and they changed the name so they were sold in toy stores uh, like for example toys r us uh, also uh, kmart zare uh sears Marshall Fields, anywhere where there's a toy department, and uh, like I said, it became very popular. And uh, you know what? Um, in the 80s, uh, in the eighties, uh, my aunt when when she was alive, she wanted to buy a doll for she wanted to buy a doll for that. I don't know for who uh, exactly. Uh, it wasn't for her grandchildren because uh, they weren't born yet. And I think it was some kid that she went to a party and, you know, my mom suggested to her, why don't you keep it? Don't give it to her because that's a collector's item. She never, it was unwrapped, unopened, keep it. You know, I think she gave it to her. It gave the child anyway, but you know, if she kept that, that would have been worth a lot of money now, you know, I guess not. (laughs) So, uh, then during, but it became very popular in the, from like 90, 1982, all the way to like about 1986 or something like that. And then they started, uh, advertising on, on TV, newspapers, they had them on sales, you know, leaflets and, you know, average, you know, all kinds of advertising. And they, they, everyone talked about it and, uh. And uh, the funny thing is uh, during the, pop- uh, the, and then this occurred as a infamous event calling the Cabbage Patch Riots. Okay. So um, right now, before I talk about that, I'm going to stop for a commercial. I'm going to go play a commercial for the Cabbage Patch Kids, courtesy of Toys R Us, and from the 1980s. This is a Christmas commercial. And when I come back, I will talk about, I will talk about the Cabbage Patch Riots. okay? So I'll be right back, folks. Thank you. Come with me to a place. You'll be glad that you did. There's so much more of what to Toys R Us Kids. Guess what we want, Jeffrey? You want Cabbage Patch Kids and everything Cabbage Patch is at Toys R Us. We've got the most Cabbage Patch Kids. Cabbage Patch Kids World Travelers. Collect them all. Wow. The show pony and kid. The whole world of Coleco's Cabbage Patch Kids at out of this world prices. It's the world. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Cabbage Patch uh, Kids or Dolls, you know, from Toys R Us. Uh, Toys R Us has made a comeback. I'm glad they're back, you know. uh, I think there's one in Macy's downtown, you know, but I think they're going to open more brick-and-mortar stores. They should, you know. What's fun about going to a toy store is browsing. I, lo- I love doing that. I think I talked about that in a previous episode. Maybe I'll talk about it again. You know, going browsing through a toy store and looking at all these wonderful toys, you know, board games, dolls, uh, bicycles, all kinds of games. You know, it's fascinating. I did that when I was a child. It was like a, like a Disney World to me. You know, it's fascinating. But I'm glad it's returning. I'm glad the stores are returning, so that's good. Okay, right now I'm going to talk about the Cabbage Patch Riots, and this happened like in the fall and the winter of 1983, like around uh, forty years ago. This you know, at this time, and uh, the problem was there was uh, the demand of this product was overwhelming. It really was. And, you know, and try, most stores tried to stock as much as they could. But a lot of people just went bananas. They went crazy. And, uh, and, uh, there were some violent, um, uh let's see so there was some there was some violence uh that happened at those stores uh nobody got killed thank god you know they're and the the people uh the employees at the stores tried to control the crowds and uh the uh some people uh didn't even get the dials because they were standing in line for for hours you know and some of those uh the violence that happened or the occurrences happened at most of the retail stores like Sears, GCPenney, uh, Montgomery Wards, Macy's, and uh, also Kmart and Zare. And could be others. Thankfully, I don't think it happened in Chicago. I, I didn't hear anything. No, nothing. I didn't hear a thing. Uh, unless uh, it was like uh, under the radar or something or but it happened elsewhere and uh, sometimes uh, they were hitting, they were shoving there was trampling and some people uh, some people brought baseball bats <laughs> threatening the employees you know, with the stores oh my god, it's like caveman time it's you know and they wanted to get a cabbage patch doll and uh, it was like it was crazy crazy you can find those news reports on youtube if you do a search you would see in the, the some news reports and it was just nuts and you know employees were interviewed customers were interviewed uh mostly disappointed ones you know and by the the following year uh there was more supply came of the Dallas, but you know something, demand dropped, and then everything calmed down. Everything was serene. Everything was back to normal, but it, everything was in a frenzy at that time. You know, it was just I was watching this on the news, and you know my my parents were, and especially my mom. She goes like, "What the heck's going on? These people are uncivilized. They they work. They acted worse than the." Their, their own kids over a doll <laughs> she was right you know she was right at the time yeah that's uh I agree with her <laughs> like that and uh, this sounded somewhat similar it's like for when tickle me Elmo was in it was around 1986 that took off. But I don't know if there were riots or anything like that. Just, it was just crazy. And now you can just walk into a store and buy one. Same thing with a cabbage patch now. Because they're available. You can buy them now. You know, and uh, not as popular as in the 80s, but they are there. You know, And the riots uh, inspired the plot of the, of the movie called Jingle All the Way that starred, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, (laughs) you know, and that that came out in 1996. And, uh, I watched the movie and, uh, he wanted to buy a turbo man action figure for, for his sons at last minute. Well, that that's not smart. No, you know, I, but the movie was funny. Arnold Schwarzenegger was great. You know, gets a little, it was just crazy. It was just crazy. Um, but a lot of critics didn't like the movie. Uh my brother put it on uh one one day. I watched it with him and I go, yeah, it was funny, but you know, there was some overreacting, you know, overacting too, like that. But uh yeah, but it's it's a classic. But uh that when you watch that movie, uh it reminded me of the cabbage patch uh riots. Yeah. So Oh boy. (laughs) That is uh, two events we will never forget. (laughs) Never. Okay. So that's it for this show. Uh, I'll do a recap of what I talk about. I talk about the Max Headroom Broadcast Signal Intrusions that happened on two Chicagoland TV stations, WGN, WTTW. That was Channel 9, Channel 11 in 1987. Also, the Cabbage Patch uh, doll craze that happened in 1983. Uh, so, that was a this is a fun episode. I enjoyed it. Uh, this podcast will be published uh, later on today, uh, wherever podcasts are available: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, also Amazon Music, also Breaker Overcast. Also, be on my blog, manchicogland.blog, and also on my YouTube channel. I'll say it again, one more time. If you want to listen to my podcast, go to my YouTube channel and hit subscribe, and also at the apps I mentioned. You will get that episode. You'll get notified. Well, you get notified first, and then you can listen to previous episodes as you like. Also, be posted on my social media accounts Facebook, X, uh reddit linkedin uh threads and instagram okay uh the next episode i mentioned earlier in the program will be about norman uh, tv producer norman lear i will do a tribute to him probably saturday or sunday this will be it won't be fun it'll be sad but uh, it'll be very interesting okay so, this is Pico Science, your host of vanish Gungland Stories. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, today's not too bad. Weather-wise, it's not snowing. It's not raining. It's just cloudy. You know, we had a cloudy December. It's fine. Okay. So, everyone have a great day. Uh, here's bye-bye for me, and here's a little uh, traveling music with Ray Rayner saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone, and so long. We have to go. Bye, bye, bye!